On this episode of Brian the Guys, we review Madam Webb, and may God help us all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Brian the Guys. And tonight, I have with me once again the man with three first names, Jonathan Tyler Patrick, the host of the Krypton Report and a frequent co-host here on Brian the Guys. And with us, the man they call Finch, Dre Finch, my good friend. And tonight, we are reviewing a movie that is not getting very good reviews. Will we review it highly? Will we review it low? Let's see. The movie we're talking about, of course, is Madam Web. Tyler and I went and saw it for free. We used our free ticket to make sure that they did not get our money for this movie. Yep. <laughs> Jure, did you pay for it? I did, but I got a four dollars off before my birthday. So Yeah, there you go. They didn't get your full <laughs> money. Heck yeah. <laughs> but uh Tyler and I saw this, Finch saw this, and uh we're 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 just gonna get right into it. I mean, Brian and I we love comics and we love comic book films, so it's like we're gonna see it no matter what. Like that's what we kind of both said to each other. Like we even when everyone's like, Oh, it's gonna be bad, I'm like, you know what? I'm still gonna see it. Just because one, I get curious, like, can it be that bad or, well, what's not working? You know, like my mind is like, what, what could have made this better? That's my motto too. You can't, I can't rely on everybody else's opinion. I have to make my own. So, Mm -hmm. and there's, there are times in this world where the reviews are wrong and it's actually Mm -hmm. pretty good. Then there's times in this world where the reviews are right. This is one of those reviews are right moments. <laughs> but we're going to get into it. We're going to go in depth. We're, we're going to tell you what we really thought of this movie. Um, so, guys, the initial trailer for this movie, because I want to think, and I could be wrong here, that we only got one trailer. I'm pretty sure we only got one trailer. Yep, one trailer. Because I don't remember a second tra- trailer. I remember one trailer where I was kind of like, okay, so we're going to see a bunch of, you know, female spider women suited up facing against this Ezekiel dude in a Miles Morales cosplay. You know, we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to see these chicks battle this dude. And, you know, maybe it won't be too bad. You know, nobody asked for a Mountain Web movie. Nobody. Uh, making a Mad Web movie is like making a utility belt. The movie, <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. There Coming it is. through. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's exactly uh, Alfred. <laughs> Alfred the movie. Alfred the movie. Um, Batmobile coming know, through. Uh, Betty, Betty, you Teen know. Titans go. Mm-hmm. Alfred the movie. No, Alfred would do well. Utility belt. That's probably the equivalent of it. Um, you know, if if you guys don't know who who Madame Web is uh, in the comics, because that's where that's where I go always, because it's it's the source code. 
um, in the comics, Cassandra Webb was born with a, um, I forget what the disease is called. It's a muscular disease. It's a form of multiple sclerosis, I believe. Uh, I could be wrong. But basically, it's a degenerative disease where she'll eventually, her whole body becomes paralyzed. She won't be able to move and, and, and such. So her husband, John Webb, um, he creates her a chair with life support devices and different tech. He's a tech guy. And uh, she's also blind, by the way. And uh, eventually, before she gets in this wheelchair, um, she is a she works as a clairvoyant, and you know, like you know, Madame Cleo from back when we were kids, and she predicts stuff and and yada yada, and she meets Spider Man by uh, Spider Man's on a date with his his girlfriend at the time, Deborah, and they want to go do this fortune teller. And the fortune teller, Madame Webb, you know, tells him various things. And I forget who the villain is in that comic, but that's basically who she is. So she's not really anything other than oh, a few issues. She'll show up and she'll tell Spider-Man what's going on, you know, um, like leading into secret wars or big battles or stuff like that. Kind of like the Spider-Man series. Like they did her well, uh, where she mm-hmm. showed up in the nice Zami series and, and she said, "Hey, you know, you have battles coming, and you got to prepare for them. And that's it. That's all you really need with them. Matter what, that's that's it. It's, you know, nothing more than a cameo played by Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, that's that's my would have been my casting, and an older woman. Nobody asked for Dakota Fanning, a young woman in thirties. You mean Dakota Johnson? Fire team. You mean Dakota <clears throat> Johnson? Dakota, whatever the hell her name was." Who cares? Fit, fit, fit shades of web. Um, well, you gotta, you gotta get it right because Dakota Fanning is a whole other action. Yeah, Dakota Johnson, Fifty Shades of Web. So, so Fifty Shades of Web. You know, her leading a spider female team. Okay, okay. You know, you know, or that could work. And that trailer, we saw really great spider suits. We really did mm-hmm. like Spider Women, Spider Suits looks awesome. One was like the Iron Spider, one was that classic black and white Spider Woman, uh, red hair thing. Uh, another one was, uh, you know, one, one of the girls looked like Spider Woman from like uh, the Cross Spider Verse, whatever. Anyway, in suits, they look pretty sweet. We even got an ocean spray, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, party city suit for Madam Web in the red, you know. We we got all this promotion and we got the trailer. Boys, did we get that though? Do we get this female battle crazy spider lady move? No. No, I don't think we did. <laughs> Tyler, what, what were your initial Not thoughts really. about this movie, man? Well, my initial thoughts was like my, was my, announced. So when they talked about it, <clears throat> I thought about my, you know, my history with Madam Web was the Spider-Man animated series. That was when I first introduced the character during that uh, part with the Beyonder. And then when they started kind of like naming more about who's going to be in it as these other characters. And then when they said that it was going to be set in like 2003, I said, huh, okay, 
well, maybe this is something where they're retroactively connecting um, and starting their Spider-Verse where they're going to focus on the Spider-Women to filter into these other characters since they don't have Spider-Man to be part of it. Yeah. This is going backwards to tell an origin story that maybe Madam Web helped find these characters or pulled them to this universe or whatever. Um, and, you know, kind of thing. And not kind of like the Spiders of Prey that they started to sell it to us, you know. Um, Which is an interesting concept to me because I'm a Birds of Prey fan. And, I, you know, and then we saw the trailer and I was like, oh, okay. And I mean... <laughs> I was intrigued enough to like, but I don't want to break down everything at the moment of just where I think they went wrong or what could have been done because I really thought they could have started to make their spider universe more cohesive. And this was a place to start. I do want to throw this out really fast. This movie is set in 2003. I think they changed the script because this whole movie felt like it was set in the late 90s. It did not feel like 2003 other than like the one girl had the flip phone and the way they were talking and the stuff like that. Like it did not feel like Oh three. It felt more all the dress, the music, everything felt more late nineties. So, but then I'll get more into my breakdown here in a minute, Yeah, but it had promise. I'll say that from the announcement and what they're going with, it could have been something. Finch, what did, what did you initially think when this was announced and stuff? <clears throat> when it was originally announced, when it was originally announced, I thought one nobody asked for this. But when I started seeing the cast come together, I was like, okay, I could kind of see where they're going. You know what I mean? Like the, the idea, and it's like obviously, like Tyler said, expanding the Sony Cinematic Universe. You know what I mean? Um, to where, like, okay, I don't know. We we had you know we got um. We were recording two episodes uh, of Brian. Far From Home? In our second week. Okay. Uh, no Way Home. No Way Home. Three, three different Spider-Man. You know? And I'm like, okay. So we're going to have Madam Web. She's going to interact with one of these Spider-Mans. And he's gonna, it's going to tell oh. him, like, hey, they got uh, to, you know. And then when I'm done, I'm you gotta, there's a multiverse that you're going to have to explore and things like that. It's especially because where everything is multiversal right now. Um, I'm well, strong. not that, so. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like once they they talked about it being set in you know going back and more about like um they're not gonna focus on the you know like Spider Man, but they're gonna focus on the tribe of the spiders, like the Ezekiel stuff, um which I learned about only when we started doing our Batman versus uh, Spider Man villains, you know, with the Clone War saga and all that stuff. So I was like, that's not the best era of Spider-Man to explore. So I don't know. That's my initial thoughts. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so how this movie came together. After their work on Morbius, Sony Pictures hired Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless in November 2019 to write scripts centered around the Marvel character Madame Web. Sony's executive vice president, Palak Patel, was overseeing that project, and Karim Sanga had previously written a draft for the film. But in May 2020, 
uh, S.J. Clarkson was hired to develop and direct Sony's first centric Marvel film, which was reported to be Mad Web. Now, the studio was, uh, looks like they were looking to have Charlie Starr or Amy Adams to the project. But then they hired a new writer to, <laughs> to further develop uh, with one of those females in mind. And then they met with several A-listers for the title role. So they narrowed their short list during December 2021 and January 2022. Dakota Johnson became the frontrunner by the end of 2021. That was a toxic stars Matt web by early February. Um, and Clarkson was confirmed to be directing Matt Webb at that time. Uh, and do, 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 do. Uh, they kind of like pitched it as Sony's version of Doctor Strange due to Matt Webb's comic book abilities, kind of how they were pitching it to like studios and, you know, whatever. Um, uh, what else? So there's also talk that they originally were going to have this movie kind of be like the origin, the origin origin story of Spider-Man, Peter Parker, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. So that's why they said it in 2020, you know, 2003, that like this movie would have the birth of Peter Parker. And basically that would kind of set it, set it up. But then they probably realized that that made no freaking sense because Tom Holland is in a different universe. It's like, so the, we have not established anything in Tom Holland's story of him being taught by other spider people. Mm-hmm. So how can we do that? So they just scrapped it. And, you know, if this movie, if this movie would have been based in, you know, the, the, the early eighties, um, which we've already had enough of. And that led into, you know, uh, basically it can't work in any, in any way because we haven't established any Spider-Man, be it Toby, Andrew or Tom that was taught by other spider people. So us going back in time and trying to kind of like weasel that in there, it just doesn't work. Right. Like that's why they should have focused on just building a universe that uses the spider women instead of spider men, which, and yeah, they, they throw in so many little Peter Parker references, which we're getting into right now. Um, So everything that you guys have seen in that trailer listeners, I just want you to throw out the window. So anything that in that trailer that that was decent, I want you to think back to Infinity War. When they released that trailer, I use this reference all the time because it's the one that pissed me off the most. In that trailer, they showed the Hulk and everybody running on the ground the, the grounds of Wakanda into an epic battle, and Hulk was gonna whoop some ass. And then you watch that movie and Hulk gets his ass whooped in the first five minutes. And then he's gone. He's done. He doesn't show up until he's a smart nerd in Endgame, you know, ruining the character. So in this movie, everything you saw with those spider women in those amazing suits, because they did look pretty damn good, I will say. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that doesn't happen in this movie. It does happen. That's that's literally it. What you see in the trailer <laughs> is exactly it. Those are that's the themes of them in the suits are in the trailer. There's not more. That's it. That's it. And it's in a dream sequence or, or a vision sequence of your main villain's future. That's it. That's and at it. the very end. And at the very end. Near the very yep, near the very end. <laughs> so this okay, so this movie starts in 1973, and we see a research team led by our villain, Ezekiel Sims. If you don't know anything about Ezekiel Sims, uh, look you know, look it up. Basically, they didn't really take much of anything from the comics, you know, uh, going into my hopes and what happens, Tyler, you know, um, is so basically the story with Zico Sims in the comics really quick was basically just introducing the concept that maybe Peter Parker was destined to be Spider-Man, that there is a spider totem or a spider God and people are chosen to have spider powers. And basically introducing the idea of spider totems and basically that anybody can be Spider-Man, you know, setting the door for Miles and, and just, you know, other people. Um, so keep that in mind. Like anybody can be a Spider-Man. So, so, uh, excuse me. Ezekiel is the bodyguard of Constance Webb, who is Mm -hmm. Madame Webb's mama. And she's studying spiders and their healing abilities and all the crap they can do. We don't really know why. We find out a little bit later, but it's nothing really interesting. It's basically the start of Morbius. Um, (laughs) And she gets the spider and Ezekiel betrays her and shoots her while she is pregnant with Cassandra. And then these spider people that are climbing up and down trees, all weird stuff. The they, Las Uranus. What's that? The Las Uranus. The <laughs> Las Uranus, yes. Uh, they take a dying, uh, dying conscience and for some reason have a spider biter in the chest. Now, boys, um, as far as you know, when a radioactive spider or genetic spider bites you, what happens? You get spider powers. And what are these spider powers, Tyler? You know, the ability to crawl on things, strength, things like that. But when has it ever been established that a spider webs. bite is going to give you um, astral projection, for example? You know what? In this I'll movie. just retcon it. I'll just retcon it because it bit her mom, and then she got secondary powers because it, she didn't get the direct bite. Very true. So that's why she got the secondary powers of the bite, and it oh, healed yeah. her. And the whole point was like her mom was looking for healing because, like you said about Madame Webb's history, like she was gonna be born with this disease. Yep. Which and, I was worried that they weren't even gonna put it in there, but they did. Um, they did put it in. At the very end. <laughs> um, so yeah, like so I just it just man, like I don't mm, like this is one of those movies like I watched, I was like, okay, you could have done so much more with this. Like absolutely. So 
then then we jumped to, to 2003 and Cassie or Cassandra is a New York paramedic. Mm-hmm. And who is her partner? Her partner is Ben Parker. Adam Scott. There it is. Played Adam Scott. Adam, there we go. <laughs> I'm played by Adam Scott. Who plays? Ben Parker. Benjamin okay. Parker. And why is Ben Parker important, boys? It's Uncle Ben. That's our good old Uncle Ben. He's an unk. But he, if you notice, like I, like Brian and I were talking, they're very selective. Like, this has Uncle Ben, who we never got in the MCU. So it makes you go back to that original idea about trying to fill in the Tom Holland backstory. He says he has a new girlfriend, and then he never drops her name. May. Nope. They okay. cut him off before he can say May. And then they also cut off Mary's son's name before they can say Peter. But that's what she's going to name her son. So, so it makes well, one. I did. I did think that they mentioned when she's like, oh, do you have a guess? And then she goes, Ben. Like she was like looking at Ben. Or she said Ben. But Ben Parker is also uh, or Ben. Oh, Ben Riley, right? Benjamin mm. Riley. Oh, that's a good point. Yes, that's a good point. It's, it's it, it makes me wonder if the contracts with Sony and Marvel is like they cannot you like Sony cannot use Peter Parker now that Marvel is using him. But I mean, they're using him in a joint production, so like Marvel can't use Peter without Pete without Sony's permission, and Sony can't use Peter like without Marvel's permission. Like it's a it's a joint partnership. Which is weird because um, Sony's the one that owns the rights, right? Yeah, but they basically like leased it out to get him in the MCU. Um, but I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you this. This is a gut feeling. There was a script. These people signed on to this film, and then this script was changed as they were filming. I mean, there was there's been rumors and stuff that said this was supposed to feature Andrew Garfield. So, and that I believe. I believe that this could have been a setup for Garfield. I this from concept, this movie should have been about introducing Spider Women characters, characters that aren't really going to be touched. Like I think the three Spider Women that are in here, you know, like it should have been. First of all, there's too many of them. There's three. We have three Spider Girls. Wait, okay, for lack for lack of a better term, right now. And then Madam Web, and we're introducing all of them. Now, if you had formed your Madam Web character better and just made her uh, a woman who was a paramedic who was also clairvoyant and had been dealing with this her whole life, and then she starts having the visions of these girls, and then she puts on a path, and there's dialogue about seeing the strings and the webs of life of how we're tied together, and we get this idea that she can see how people are linked and the idea that she goes and she finds one of them or finds all three of them. And then through the hijinks of the movies, they are introduced into the, their spider powers. And, you know, like I hated the villain for this movie. Hated it. Okay. He made really no sense um, because they talked about how he was cursed Okay, is the curse that he's going to see his death every night for his whole life? Um, they didn't explain whatsoever how he can see these visions. 
like does he have his own corporation how does he have this money um you know i hated the suit because as as a if i was a lay person going into these movies and i'm watching i'm like why is spider-man the bad guy or i would go into it thinking spider-man's gonna be in this movie because i saw a trailer to a dude in a spider costume then i'm like he's the bad guy what the hell is going on with this movie would have thought it was miles and yeah you may have even thought it was miles because he looks similar to it so his whole thing as a villain crap and wasn't some of his words dubbed over now his whole everything he said was re-recorded in adr later because the actor um had trouble with his english you in the original takes everything later and it looks out of place like the adr is not good so everything he said was re-recorded later and it was not done well no so why hire a guy that can't speak english why indeed brian I why think hire, I why think hire someone for your vi- for your villain that no one knows who the freak he is as an actor and not have an actor who has some gravitas to be your villain? I mean, you got Susan Sarandon to be in freaking Blue Beetle. You're telling me you can't find somebody of a higher caliber that people know to be your villain in here? Yep. But I, I think part of it, it goes back to what you're saying, Tyler, about there's a whole different script, probably a whole bunch of other stuff shot, a whole different movie shot. And then when they had to change it all up, that's where the ADR stuff comes in. And that's why it sounded, looked like that because. Yeah, they probably, they might've even changed all of his dialogue to avoid what he serviced Yeah, in it. I mean, why, why, why make these costumes and only film them in these blink things? Okay. Yep. And promote, they promoted them heavily because that's the movie people wanted to see. So what you should have done is you should have gotten their costumes, had your third act with spider women going after whoever the villain was. And then what you do is you retroactively have introduced spider women in the past. So now you could have a spider woman later show up in a film versus venom versus Morbius, or somehow you're starting to build in your spider universe because you don't really have a spider man to work with. There's too much legality to that issue. You make your sp- your spider verse for Sony with your spider women because they're a little bit of a different story. Um, because you could have had, say, if you had developed this better, you could have had like Julia show up in Secret Wars. Yep. You know, like you could have had a character like that show up for fun in Secret Wars. Um <laughs> You could have made these characters have stakes that you could start to connect all these random films that are tangentially connected. Venom, Morbius, Madam Web, soon to be Craven, Venom 3. You could have had them by retroactively setting this in the past, starting a foundation with these spider women and having your movie make some damn sense. So, okay. So in the movie... She she gets this clairvoyance ability because she's saving somebody from a bridge and and she gets into the car and the car goes into water and she has near death experience and stuff. Well, I mean, technically, and, she died for three minutes. And she, she yeah she dies. So, and then she starts seeing visions of these girls, these three different girls. And then basically the movie is her protecting these three girls, these three teenage girls that are kind of like orphans, like, you know, her kind of, well, not, I mean, they're not totally orphans, but, um, but you know, they're, they're alone. Their parents don't care. 
And and I was I was saying to Tyler, like, it's 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 almost like like there is a good movie here in terms of like protecting these three girls from someone trying to kill them. It's almost like you get you basically could take more from Terminator, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, I I I was thinking in my head, like, what would be an interesting Terminator movie, and I don't think they've done it yet. But have they done it in the Terminator movie? Because because you know it's been a while since I've seen Genesis and 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 the Dark Fate or whatever. But in those movies, was the future changing as they were doing things? No. Like they, they, know, they show never, the future changing. I no. think I think the one where they had like the nanobots and stuff, I think that one kind of did a little bit. Where John but, Connor was a robot. In Genesis. Yeah, I think that's Genesis. I no, think in that Genesis one was a, Genesis nope. was a mess because it was supposed to be multiple films. Because they cut out so much of Matt Smith's part because he was supposed to be the big reveal to actually be Skynet in the sequel. And then they only made the one movie. So, like, there was so much in Genesis that was because Genesis. I mean, I think it kind of did a little because what happens is you find out that basically we pushed out Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. We stopped. We just, but it was an, we just, we just changed it from being Skynet to being Genesis now. Same concept, just a few more years down the line. That's what I'm saying. I, th- I think it did touch on that a little bit, but I mean, that movie was trash too. So <laughs> it was, it was. But, but an interesting concept in my head was like, I started thinking of different movies that we could get out of this that would have been interesting. So if we if we got a Terminator movie where we see the future timeline, kind of like Salvation, but where we see the future timeline going this way, and then we see the past where the Terminator is going back, and then everything is kind of changing as this is happening. Think Back to the Future as Terminator movie. That's kind of like I started this movie was so bad. I started thinking about what good could I take and do better with other movies. I mean, um, you yeah, could I have feel had like Madame, I've seen that in a movie. But see, you could have had Madame Web Looper? like <laughs> see see three different universes and the and what happens to these spider girls, and then she decides to go and she pulls these three spider women from their alt universes and pulls them to her. And like I said, there you could have just started with her as a clairvoyant who um, starts getting more of these cycles. You could have had an opening scene of her as a clairvoyant of helping someone die. Cause she's also a paramedic helping them see what life is going to be okay with them gone. Like having this kind of ability, but she likes, like I said, you do something where she sees the webs and strands of life and how we all connect. And then, uh, um, you know, something happens and you could have really made her see like, she, I would have done something where Madam Webb, saw thing like her visions like she saw a vision of venom you know she saw a vision of of uh morbius she saw a vision like i would fuck it she saw a vision of craven anything to promote what else sony's doing later down the line and tangentially connect them and i mean i'm looking right here there was four screenwriters on this film okay and one was the director so that tells me right there the director was changing things as they were making the film and, ch- and rewrote things and got a screenwriting credit. So that means there had to be significant changes once the director took over. Um, so, I mean, 
there's just looking at this film, there was this feeling of there was so much more that you could have had in here. You're, you're, I feel like when you do kind of this intro film, your villain should be someone that helps push your pro and your protagonist along the line. You know, I always kind of look like Batman begins. Batman was your, your, your character focus on that film and your villain was kind of in the background, but was served the purpose to the hero, the dark Knight. Your villains were multiple. You had the Joker representing one thing. You had the mob. And then you had Two-Face as this character. And they still served their hero. But we focused a little bit more on the villains in the sequel. And then in The Dark Knight Rises, you focus a little bit more on Bane's journey and his story. This is the film where you needed to have a villain that fulfilled whatever your plot needed. But I didn't need to know a whole... He was very... You know, he wasn't this whole three-dimensional character. There were, He... I needed to just be like, okay, he's the bad guy for whatever reason. But this villain was like a, what are you? Who are you? Make no sense. Like you're trying to like, develop a like character. Like how he gets the spider powers. Did he just take the spider that he took from? And let it bite him. Like, just let it bite him. And then it gave him these they things. Tried, yeah. They tried to give a story about who he was and he was cursed and all that. No, he should have just been something more simple that he could have been someone trying to kill spider people. Like he was a spider hunter and Madam Webb saw him because he was in her universe and he was going after um, Mary Parker and she stopped him because this hunter knew that one day he would be Spider-Man. And then this guy jumped to another world and then Madam Webb went after him because she could see what he was going to do. I don't know. They, they could have just went, like I was saying, they could just went full Terminator with us. Like they like, Mad Web needs to protect these three girls because these three girls need to protect Spider-Man and make sure Spider-Man is born. Like it's it's you know it's like it's really as simple as that. Like like we need Peter Parker to be born because he's so important, and she's you know um, you know uh, Mary's pregnant with them. Yeah, you know I just like, I would have cut the whole Mary thing out because you can't do anything with that, Peter. And I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find a way to make your universe make sense. If Sony wants to keep doing these tangential Spider-Man movies, that don't have Spider-Man. What if they would have tried to do something a little bit more crazier as to like her connection to the villain is that he was her father. I mean, I I would go with it. I don't care. So, you know what I mean? And then it's like, it's as simple so like as that. She has, she has some abilities already because her father wanted you know, I don't know, dude. Like, I just they could like, have been uh, no. Better. I mean, like they could have because they, because because yeah. then then you're telling one story. You're telling her past, which is the villain's past, together. Exactly. And you're not trying to build up two different stories. Yes. And you know, her story was he had a grudge against the spider because of what happened to him. I don't know. I mean, okay. Um, what what this what whole, kills me the most, and 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 our listeners need to know this. You. These girls that she's protecting, they don't even get spider powers in this movie. Right. Yeah. It never and never happens. That's, they don't get the suits. Like, they don't get the powers. They get nothing. I would have just gone back to the well and made it freaking Oscorp, man. Like messing with stuff. Like, and just kind of like whatever. Like, if you're gonna do this, like, you know, build the world. That's what I'm build the world and find a way to bring in some sort of spider 
if you can't do Spider-Man, you Spider-Girl, and you have a scene where Spider Monkey. Dude, all you had to do is you had like the whole story. These girls know that this guy's after them for something. <clears throat> and then they un- they learn that this this bad guy got powers by injecting spider venom. And then something happens where Madame Webb is kidnapped, taken, and the three girls decide we have to save her ourselves because she saved us. They're in the lab and there's vials and they each take a vial and inject it in themselves and get spider powers. I thought we were going to get something like that. Like I kept looking at my watch while we were watching this and I kept looking up at you and <laughs> Tyler and like, okay, we're an hour in no spider powers yet. We're an hour and a half in no spider powers yet. I mean, what I the hell's yeah. going on? I knew they weren't going to be in the suits long, but I thought for sure they would get their spider powers instead of that weird ending where Cassandra's like in her wheelchair, like blind. And in, like, I mean, they, they blind her and cripple her at the end of this movie. And they didn't explain the I cripple, mean, the crippling, right? No, like, I, did, I didn't realize she her was disease just came out we of nowhere. Her, now. Well, we saw her get shot in the eyes under the water or something, right? And then she like yeah. died. But then it's like she's revived <laughs> in a wheelchair now. And it's like, yeah, yeah we, I, we were aware she had that that disease, but I thought the spider cured that. So now she's back in a wheelchair. Exactly. I was like, when she exactly. when she fell, did like something happen to her spine? You know, when she like fell in, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even realize she would show us what happened was while near that water was a beach and there's these missiles coming from the sky. So (laughs) Magneto came (laughs) and he blocked the missiles. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started. That, that, that part in that movie pisses me off so bad. Okay. Because why is Magneto freaking blocking bullets when he can just stop them? Okay. So, and, yeah. you know, and why and why the hell are you going to shoot a gun full of bullets at a dude you watch lift a submarine and move metal around? Because right, in the but as Magneto says all the time, humans, where would they ever learn? Um, to be know, this movie, <laughs> I mean, I mean, did you guys hear like after this, like they fired like the entire like writer's room of the silk spider society tv series and just kept the showrunner because it was supposed to tie into this really that's the one that's going to be on amazon yeah. right yeah yeah and then we have the we're supposedly you know still getting a spider-man noir series on amazon might have nicholas um, cage as long as it has nicholas so, cage i'm down but see like right there an alternate spider-man that would be that would work you know, and if you would have t- taken one of these spider women, like if you would have just focused on one spider woman, yeah, and then maybe this movie ended where they were going to go into the multiverse to get other spider women, and you had had Madame Web and her both kind of developing their powers, that you could have created a character that we could have followed, and then in future movies could have had a spider woman fill in kind of your role for Spider Man and done Spider Woman versus Venom. Or Spider Woman versus what a Craven or whatever, and just kind of done it that way, like giving us something to really cheer for. Because I feel like this film falls into a lot of the same trappings that Birds of Prey did. The show yeah. or the movie? Well, we asked for a movie. Birds of Prey movie, though. <laughs> so, you know, just kind of a mess of like where you took like two movies and tried to shove them together 
into one instead of actually giving us time to develop these characters in this world. You know, you have three spider women who don't get their powers who are alluded to that they will have them one day. You know, there wasn't even a scene of when they were like, they got to Ezekiel's apartment where he had his spider in his little thing and it got free and like maybe crawled into Cassandra's bag or crawled up one of the girl's uh, arms or something to where they carried it with them to the idea or even saw the spider crawling around the apartment at the end. The idea that that spider is going to bite them and give them powers like wait, wait, wait. They were at his place at the end. No, they never did. That's what oh, I'm saying. Okay. They never went there to where he had one of those spiders. Or when she went to Peru, she didn't come back with a spider or anything. Like I thought it'd been interesting if like some spiders had gotten like laid eggs like in her her clothes or something, and she came back and like out of her bag came some spiders, and we just saw them crawling like in her apartment. Something to allude of how these girls are gonna get their powers. What's to come in the future? You know? Uh, why this matters, you know, um, the the only thing with her, her visions that was neat is when, what was the offhanded comment that she makes about Ben in something about being an uncle or oh, whatever. Oh, you've never been shot in Queens? No, no, that not one? that one. It's when she's in the hospital. Um, she's in the hospital at the end where Ben says something. Oh, he's like, goes, oh, all of the fun, none of the responsibility. And yeah. Goes, and she's like, that's what that's she what yeah, and she says it kind of smiling, like, I'm like, what's your vision that Ben's gonna raise a kid or that his brother and sister in law be murdered and die <laughs> tragically? You know what I'm saying? Like with great um, responsibility comes power. How did they say it? You know, he said they, it, they, they, he, he they talked around it. it. They reversed it, actually. They they talked around it the whole time without saying it. No, because um, that her the guy that like gave birth to her in the kid yeah. when she went back. He said it like directly, but he reversed it. And he said with like with responsibility will come power. Yeah. Or something, something like they, they talk around it without actually saying the line. Yeah. Something like that. Side note. I like this. I prefer the speech that Uncle Ben gives Peter in the amazing Spider-Man over the with great power comes great responsibility. I like the way that they said it in the amazing Spider-Man more. If you have the ability to help people and you have the responsibility to do it. Yes. Because it puts it back on you more than, than just the, like with great power comes great responsibility. Great. But the, the obligation to use that responsibility yeah, to help is greater good. Yeah. Like, I think that's a little bit more pungent at pointing at somebody like you are obligated because you have this to help people. So, yeah, but I mean, I get, I get that message, but some people don't want your help. I mean, look at the Incredibles. Mister Incredible went to save that guy, and then he turned around and sued him. Yeah, because he just wanted to kill himself. I mean, <laughs> exactly. That's what happened. That was Mister Incredible's obligation to help that guy, right? I know. See, so tough world. <laughs> Sorry, it all comes back to the Incredibles. Nice. That's really what it is. I mean. Yeah. Okay, um, so are we going to discuss um the girls, the the Spider girls though? Like yeah. I like them as actresses and I definitely wish we would have gotten them in some suits or just even a like a little training montage 
you know, or something I, like the movie was already the movie already wasted so much time in other areas that these actresses that I had seen in other things. I don't think like any of them got served. They were just basically there with as a name and a body to move around. Yep. They never really got served as characters. They never got to develop anything because we're trying to uh, introduce Madam Webb's whole origin. We're trying to, you know, uh, bring in Ben. We're trying to develop all of her, um, you know, quick, quick scene of developing her other paramedics that we're going to kill off because she has a vision and she lets the captain get in um, the, the car anyways. You know, all this time that we're servicing these other characters that then we're going to throw three teenage girls out there that we haven't got to develop and we don't really get to know that we have to believe that they were going to get along that quick mm-hmm. together. That's hey, like, they did over, over a Britney Spears song. Toxic. I, dancing favorite. on table. Cause that's what we want young girls to see. Hey, the, the, the one 2000 song drop in the movie is toxic. The rest are all 90 songs. My favorite part was when I looked over at Brian and I said, uh, why are they just walking away with the fire still lit in the middle of the woods? Well, they didn't even put the fire out. I'm like, okay, that's horrible. Not these girls. If they had their spider powers, they would have. Right. I just kicked some dirt on it and put the fire out. Nope. They're just going to. They're toxic, buddy. They're just going to take a walk. Okay. So are we going to talk about Dakota Johnson herself as an actress? I was asking my wife when I when I left the movie, I said, is she a good actress or no? Like, well, I mean, it- yeah, I mean, let's just let's go through the whole thing. Dakota Johnson is Madame Web. Finch. My question is, is is she a good actress or not? Like, She's I've seen her in, well, I mean, OK, Fifty Shades of Grey. There's nothing for her to do in that movie. But it's like, I believe she's in. There's I haven't seen for her doing yet. that movie. Just is she in Oppenheimer? Is she in Oppenheimer? Hold on. I'm pulling up her IMDb. Because I feel like somebody said she's in Oppenheimer. My one thing is, like, it's hard. Okay. So. Hmm. What, anything what that I'm looking on here that actually pops out as, like, something that she's, I mean, she's worked, but, like, most of her stuff has been these indie films. She was in the Bad Times at the El Royale. I like that I, movie. I did, too. I didn't see the Suspiria remake. No, um, peanut butter falcon that was like nominated for yep she was in that like um she was in the social network i don't she? remember her in that one though she had a small part in 21 jump street the five-year engagement wasn't that funny i thought it was hilarious peanut butter falcon she was good in peanut butter falcon she was in I'll the social it. like you said she was in the social network in a small part so i'm looking at some of these other roles because frankly the Fifty Shades movies, it's one of those things you do just to get money because the character is so bad and the story is just bad. She was in the office. Like, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the last, um, it's not something you do to really like show that you're an actor. Um, yeah, so, she hasn't I mean, done anything really. Uh, like- but everything else has been like these smaller indie type films. And so this is kind of like a major film. So I I don't know how to say about her. I mean, Nepo baby. Um, I just heard that term the other day when my wife told me, I was like, what is that? My favorite thing was listening to Bryce Dallas Howard talk today about how like being an actress and going on, you know, auditions and getting rejected and how she stayed committed knowing that, 
you know, her mom, her grandma had told her once that it takes like 64 auditions before you actually get a role and, you know, staying with it. And I'm just like, and everyone's comment was your dad's Ron Howard. (laughs) Uh, Your first four credits are all his films. Like, I'm pretty sure you're doing okay. (laughs) Like, you know, she's trying to talk like, oh, I suffer. I'm like, you know, Ron Howard's parents were actors, you know? So like her grandparents, like her whole family's been in the, so it's not like you were going to suffer to make it in this industry. I'm sure she, Um, I'm sure she, she has more happy days than other people. Yeah. So, you know, I look at Dakota Johnson and I think, I don't know because I feel like your best work is small roles in indie films and your biggest work are movies that have horrible scripts. (sighs) Yeah, it, my thing was she was just very wooden. Like I've I've heard that thrown around, but it's like after seeing it, it's like, yeah, like I was telling my wife, like, so the the opening scene with her, right, where she's driving an ambulance through the city and she's like, Oh, come on. Like, we've all had road rage. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. where's the enthusiasm? Or when uh, have, have you have you actually driven New York City? Have you ever driven New York City? Yeah, oh, but I've driven in partly part of it on the outside, but not downtown. Downtown, so you've never driven Manhattan or anything like that. No, no. Yeah, your road rage would be place. a lot different. Let me tell you, I don't, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be, be dumb enough be, to, it would be, I, I wouldn't be dumb enough, no. I wouldn't yeah. be dumb enough to drive in in downtown. Like, there's just some places I'm not going to drive. Well, she had to, she was a paramedic, but I'm saying, like. Her her road rage is like, oh come on, like I I've driven in L.A. I've driven in San Francisco, um, bro. Like road rage is road rage, regardless. Um, that and then when her captain dies, she's like, oh come on, like mm-hmm. it's it just the emotions and stuff. Like I was just like, ah, like I don't know. And then yeah, the the rest of the movie, and then the whole. Okay, yeah, that that's a different. But if we're still just talking Dakota Johnson, I mean, I guess she just wasn't right for this role. Maybe it. I mean, if I'm looking at just this role, anytime I feel like you have script changes, it makes. And then you you work on the film and redo things in editing. It can make an actor's performance look weird, but you almost have to look scene by scene. Um, I mean, even like her grandma was her, her grandmother was Tippy Hedren. So, I mean, she comes from a family of actors. I think she can do better. I I do. I just like, this wasn't a good role for her. So. I don't think any role is good for her. I mean, she's, she's I'm saying like, I think if you go, if you look at her smaller roles, I think you'll be more like, okay. She just hasn't been able to get to that leading lady carrying this type of um, property. Yeah, franchise. She does. She hasn't. She hasn't cut her teeth there she, yet. I mean, she was all right in Peanut Butter Falcon, but like any any chick could have played that role. Like, opp- you know, opposite of um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia, yeah, yeah. I mean, Shia and and uh, the guy they got to play. Um, the kid, I can't remember his name, but anyway, 
that movie was pretty. That movie was great, but it wasn't because of Dakota. They could have got anybody mm-hmm. for that role, you know. Um, so I needed to see something that impresses me from her, and I don't think I'll see that for a long time. <laughs> um, well, they so, did say she fired. They did say she fired her uh, her management team or her agency um, right after um, seeing like the first trailer or the only trailer. <laughs> so, Madam Web. Yeah, she like left really? her talent talent agency. Yeah, good for her. So her her next movie is called Materialist. It's a romance, is what it's listed as. Okay, and I bring it up because her co stars are Chris Evans and Pedro Pascal. <laughs> wow. So I'm curious to MCU, see you, baby. I'm curious to see her in that. Just based on this conversation, is is she a good actress? Um. Because that might be something that shows that she can act. And speaking of the MCU, I highly believe that when these actors were pitched this film, they tweaked it to make this sound like they were going to be in the MCU. Because there's been interviews where people have asked them just to see if they could catch the actors off guard. What's it like to now be part of the MCU and be tied to things? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's great. And I'm like, like, you know, I can't wait for this and that. And it's like they don't understand the difference between sony marvel and mcu marvel right so i highly believe that when they're being pitched this there certain things are being used and they're saying marvel and pushing marvel but they're not really seeing that it's not mcu gonna be on disney big marvel it's the one that no one really likes and wants to talk about (laughs) so moving on here um what do we think of uh, Sydney Sweeney as Julia Cornwall, the red-haired girl? She's fine. She was serviceable, but there was no character. No character. I mean, she's she's wooden because the character is not there. Like, she's working with what they gave her, but they they didn't give her anything on the page. She's just there, like I said, as a figure with a name for us to be excited. Like, oh my god, it's Spider Woman. And they frumped her. They frumped her up, man. Like, come on, beautiful Sweeney, Sydney Sweeney. Like they didn't, I, I thought they were going to try to pull like a 90. She's all that. Like she's going to get bit by the spider. Then all of a sudden, like, yeah. Like Toby Maguire. Know, <laughs> right? Even all of her, even all her outfits. That's what I said to Brian was like, her outfit. Looked like she walked off the set of clueless. Like it's 94, you know, like, and everything. So I kind of was just like, okay, this time frame doesn't really work for me. Um, yeah. And why does she always uh, like put her glasses What do you think of like, that? That's what I'm saying. Like they were going to make her look nerdy and then she was going to get by a spider and she was going to, you know, have her glow up. Cause even they tried to she do that. Stereotypical- this movie. Never happened. <laughs> they did that scene where they tried to like, Oh, let's give you like, let's tie your, you know, show your waist and all this. And she's like, no, like, so it just felt like the movie felt like it was made in 2003. Yeah. Then like yeah. it was made now. Um, what did you guys think of Anna, Anna Corazon or uh, Isabella Merced as Anna Corazon and that Celeste O'Connor as Maddie Franco? Well, all I can say about Isabella is I just can't wait to see her next film. Dora. Next. And no, Superman Legacy, where she plays Hawkgirl. Oh, yes. Yes, yep. yes. So so that one, you know, I can't wait for. Um, she was better in Transformers The Last Night than she was in this movie. <laughs> Uh, and that movie sucked. And I say that with a lot of infinite infant emphasis. Hard R. Hard R. Uh, that movie was bad. Um, <laughs> and once again, like she was fine. 
she did what was asked of her. You know what I'm saying? She, but I think honestly, she was probably one of the better of the girls, though. Yeah, because like was she more defined. She oh shit, she showed yeah. the smartness. Um, she, you know what I mean? Like she was independent enough. You know, I don't know. She was probably she one was, of the better of the three. And she's going to be an alien. Romulus I forgot that so yeah her next film I do want to see and then her film after that which is Superman I really want to see yeah um and then for the other actress Maddie Celeste Frankel. O'Connor yeah Celeste O'Connor she, oh no I she thought it was, was I don't know. um she was you know giving a lot of attitude um and you know really presenting a lot Hold on here. I'm pulling up her stuff because like I seen her and she was in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yep. So she was good in that. And of course, you know, she's coming up in Frozen Empire. I thought she uh, was uh China McLean's sister. She's not, or she is. Oh. I don't know. I, I don't think know. she was like the second of like best of the three girls because they tried to give her um like you said, they tried to give her more to do. And like, she had the attitude, you know, you know, we're introduced to her skateboarding and flicking off um, the paramedic. So. I don't know. I, I just, there's no, none of, no depth, no character development, no nothing. None, no of, them got time to sh- none of them got time to shine as characters. They were just caricatures. Yeah. You know, like, it was just one of those, like, like I said, it feels very early 2000s where we were just happy to get anything, you know, and then we would, they'd put in an actor, like, re-watching these X-Men films, like, Jubilee is in, like, four films, but she's never acknowledged as Jubilee, really, till X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> like, she's in the background, you know, and it was just kind of one of those things where they would just put someone in there, say the name, and we were excited because this is all we're ever going to get. Um, yeah. yeah. So, final, final and, thoughts. Hold on. So I was going to say, like, so one of the scenes in this movie, though, that kind of irritated me a little bit, but I see what they were trying to go for was another movie that people would say or not isn't great is the Marvels. But I thought the on-stream chemistry between the three leads worked out really well. And that one scene, I think you and I talked about it, was when they were doing that, like, training montage type of thing Mm -hmm. where they were learning, right? So they mm-hmm. had that chemistry. And I feel like they tried to do that with the CPR scene in the hotel or motel. And it just fell so flat. Oh, it, it just felt so weird out of place. Cause then she's like, you're such a good teacher. Exactly. I'm like, for what? For 12 compressions. Like, Oh, like yeah. that's where I feel like there's more scenes. There was more in the script. They just kind of got, they tried to put too much into this and such do too much teacher. with it. Instead of just focusing and, you know, like, I hate that this movie is going to cause more negative towards like female superhero movies. And I'm like, the problem with female superhero movies is you're trying to do too much. Instead of just making a good movie with your female, you're like, okay, we're going to throw in more. We're going to throw in this layer. We're just going to try to do too much. I mean, Wonder Woman was a good movie. The first Captain America was not, was not bad. You know, and they were more stripped down with just your character. But then the Marvels, like throwing it up, throwing so much in there. You know, um, let's just start with a good movie. Like if this had just been about Madam Webb's journey, Cassandra's journey, and got rid of the three girls, 
and really about her going and accepting fate. Like she's fighting the fate of having clairvoyancy and what she can do with that and then how, who she will become and would have been a much stronger emotional story. Um, you know, you learn about her past and why her mom died when she's being hunted because she was bitten by the last of the spiders or whatever would have been a much more, you know, and then she, and then at the end of the movie, she has the, her eyes open to the whole web of the world. And she sees these other girls that she can help would make a much more story than, okay, let's give her an origin. Let's throw in these three girls that are going to be spider women. Let's throw on this. Let's throw on this. And you know, we'll just throw it all together and make a movie instead of actually giving us time to introduce a character, follow their emotional journey and giving the actor something to do. Sony has made it very clear that all that matters is that they do not lose the rights to Spider-Man. Let's throw anything on that on that silver screen. It doesn't matter. Who cares? It's cheaper to make an eighty million dollar movie, make some of it back, and keep the rights to Spider-Man, hoping the MCU will come calling again and again. Then, <laughs> I wonder uh, though. I wonder if this movie is actually probably the lead at the box office or will have some good numbers. Cause surprisingly the theater I was at, I saw it Friday night. The theater actually was pretty full. Like I know, like looking at it ahead of time, I was like, Oh, right now it's at 50 mil. Yeah. I just feel like, I feel like everybody wants to see it because of how bad it's getting reviews and stuff. You're right. So it's, it's, it's internationals at 50. Um, it's domestic. It's at where'd it go? Hold on, thirty-five. So I got fifteen. Oof. Finch, Madam Thoughts. It's not a great movie. It it makes Morbius look like a <laughs> yeah. It's bad. All right, so it's domestic. It's twenty-five thousand, twenty-five mil. It's it's worldwide right now is at fifty one. How much okay. how much was it made for? Eighty. They can they might it turn a little even. bit of a profit, yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying like you don't spend hundreds of mil on, on a movie like this. You keep it under a hundred. All right. I'm gonna name some movies. I want you to tell me if this movie is better than them. Oh, All right. Okay. So start with Tyler. Is this movie better than Steel? I can't answer that because I have, you know, childhood memories of Steel. I haven't watched it in years. I've been trying to on the podcast with James, but we haven't been able to nail it down because my memories of Steel was it wasn't that good, but it was fun. You know, and I saw it during the the year of the bad comic book films. Um, So I, I don't know, but. There was, I mean, you know, as a kid, it was the 90s and Shaq was the thing, so it didn't matter. The movie sucked. It was a Shaq attack. All right. Finch. No uh, answer from Power. Finch, is is this movie better than Catwoman? Uh, than Catwoman? Ugh. Oh, see, now that's what I could answer because I just watched that movie. <laughs> well, let's swap because I, I have fond memories of Catwoman because I saw it in theater with a girl and, you know. All right, um, let's switch. Is this better than Catwoman? Yes. Because Catwoman pisses me off so much more. Is it better than Steel? No, because I just rewatched Steel before it left Max 
and it just brought back that 90s nostalgia. It's still as bad, but for the 90s and, you know, black superhero representation. Is this movie, both of you, is this movie better than Supergirl? Yeah. Oh, the oh the Helen Slater one. Yeah, I can't remember that movie that much, but yes, yes. probably yes. So, yes. <laughs> is this movie better than the Marvels? No, no, no. All right. I think is this movie better than Elektra? Oh, Elektra has some really good action though. I'll get back to you on that because I haven't seen a lecture. I, I haven't watched it. Since it and then the Evanescence soundtrack, man. Like the music makes a lecture for what it was. I haven't seen it since it first came out. Neither have I. All right, Brian, we're going to have to watch that one together since neither of us have seen it in a long time. So we can. It's been a while. Eat, so um, that if, we, if it sucks, we don't have to suck at it alone. You might yeah, need to rewatch yeah. it too. Who wants for to the, suck alone? I mean, you know, <laughs> you might have to rewatch it anyway before Deadpool because she might be in Deadpool three. Yeah, we might have to. We might have to. Um, okay, some more, Brian. <laughs> Any more? So, uh, is this movie better than Jonah Hex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. So with the Sony universe, I, I wanted to get and talk about it, but we uh, we went on some tangents. Um, is this the worst Sony movie? Or is as of right now, yes. I don't know because I did enjoy Morbius for certain parts. I thought were were fun and they're a little bit more interesting because I didn't know what they're going to do with it as much. And I could see, like, at least with Morbius, I was promised him to be a vampire. It'd be like seeing Morbius and then he doesn't turn into a vampire to like the end credits. There it is. So like. That's because like this movie, because <laughs> in this movie, like the they sell you in the trailer that these girls are going to be spider women and fighting this spider bad guy. Yeah. Yep. And that's where uh, and then like that's not the movie we see. So the advertisement of why of this movie and where and like sitting there watching, trying to think, where is this going? You know, just the big climax is now she's in a wheelchair and blind, which is like a double punch to the face. Um, it would have been it would have been interesting if like she had to make a choice in this movie to save those girls, where she had to take the spider venom out of her body and go. And the only way to save them would be to take it out of her, give it to them, and then that, that would, would cripple her back cool. into the chair. Yeah, yeah. she had to make a choice. That would be interesting. Yeah, this is why, like you know, good thank you. I think, but so yeah, that would be um, but yeah, um, all right. I, I feel like Morbius is a step above this because at least I had an idea of the movie I was seeing and it wasn't what I exactly played out the way I would have liked, but I got more from the movie that I thought I was going to see than what I was advertised with this one. Boy, I agree. Uh, Mor- Morbin, <clears throat> it's Morbin time became a thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, the action and this movie just left so I much know. of the imagination and it didn't, it, it, just the performances fell flat. At least in Morbius, it felt like they were trying to do something. It didn't come out great, yeah. but just like they gave an effort. This one, it didn't feel like any effort. Agreed. 
Okay, will Craven be the best Sony Marvel movie? I think it will be. And I'm going to say this because Craven's a character that doesn't really it it's part of the spider universe, but it's not using spider or it's not when you you know, it can kind of it has the potential to stand on its own. Um it's rated R. Mm-hmm. As of right now, it's rated R and it's supposed to be like they released a red band trailer for that film. So I think if they stick to their guns and are true to the character, it has good actors. Um, it could be because it's not as tight in the spider universe. You know what I'm saying? Like this one, Madam Web is a spider character. Venom is a spider character, yep. you know, that are closer to Peter. Craven's kind of a little bit, you know, another degree out that can actually exist on their own. So I think it has the potential to be the best Sony um, tangential Spider-Man movie. With Spider-Man 2 having Craven being like the main antagonist, you know, Craven's popularity is pretty high right now. Um, I think, I think it will be. Finch? Um, I... I still don't see it. I mean, it's, I mean, Tyler mentioned it, like the red band trailer and like the dude bites the dude's nose off the it like, but the whole lion blood got in my blood. And I'm, now I've got power. That's, that's trail. That's trailer. Nah, no, that's, that's what Sony's been doing though. Like, oh. I'm going to give it the, I'm going to give it a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because that sounds like just trailer shortening up. Like what actually happens. Now, if that's actually all it is in the movie, I'll be pissed. But like, if there's a little bit more to it, okay. But I feel like sometimes in the trailer, they just like, it's like condensing the story to, to sell it. Like, oh, that's how he has powers. And then you watch the movie and there's more to it. But yeah, but I mean, it, let me guess more to it would be, oh, I was all, my dad was somebody and I, because my blood is special that this lion blood got in contact with my blood and now I have abilities, you know? Hey, like, you know what? We'll see. We'll see how they pull it off. Why can't it just be my dad has sex with a lion and here I am? Because <laughs> that's uh, bestiality and that's not nice. So That's scary. That's where rhinos it. That's what Rhino's origin story is going to be. I mean, didn't you see Ace Ventura 2 on Nature Calls? I mean, isn't that Rhino in the trailer? Yeah, I was just going to say. He injects himself and he starts. I think that might turn it. I I mean, Aaron Taylor Johnson is a good actor. That's the thing. I do. I enjoy him in everything I've seen him in. Yeah. So I do think his performance could be the difference maker. Because I think I mentioned it before. I don't know if Jared Leto... Yes, he's an Oscar caliber actor, but not always. You know, he's given some stinky performances other than Morbius. You know what I mean? I and, mean, he's a, he's a really good actor. Yeah. But, yeah. but his thing is, I don't count his Joker because that's another, like, he got shortchanged because so much of his performance is cut out cut, of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I look at the actor as, like, you were doing something, but when scenes get cut, to help really like fulfill your character, it's hard to feel like you gave a good performance. And that, so, like you said, Joker's that could whatever. be happening to Madam Web. So. I mean, uh, you look at but Jared Leto, like he's always more like in the background or a secondary character because like his Oscar was for supporting actor. True. You know, it wasn't so like he's always more of like the secondary character. So, like, every time they try to put him in the front, 
is when it doesn't work. Like he's not a leading I mean, man. Yeah. Did you see? Um, he's a nobody. Um, you know. What do you call it? Blade Runner. Um, 40, 29, 49. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. 69. Yeah. Like 2049. He's good and creepy in that, but he's not the lead. Um, and Morbius, he was the lead. And I'm like, that's one of those things like is, but he's a name that we all know. But yet when you're like, oh, I want to, you don't ever say, I want to watch a Jared Leto movie <laughs> because all of his movies are like drama drag. And he's a secondary character. Lord of War. You that, know? That's one of my favorite ones he's in. And he's a secondary character because Nicolas Cage is the star. So, yeah. So that, that's, yeah. I mean, isn't he in Tron 3? Yes, he is. <laughs> Tron 2. No, Tron 3. Tron like 3 hasn't even come out. He will be in Tron Oh, 3. I was going to say, it hasn't come out yet. So, Yeah, the movie that's probably not even picking up for where we left off in Tron Legacy. So, <laughs> But what about you, Brian? Uh, Craven. I I think it has potential to be the best one because I mean let's let's look let's look at what we got so far. We got Venom. Uh, with I trash. like Venom. I like the first Venom. No, it's for me it's trash. Um, you know I I don't think that Tom Hardy was the right choice for Eddie Brock. Um, it is the better than Topher Grace. Yeah, I don't got time to go down that. I don't well, have should have been uh, Peter Parker, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, that's all we're saying. Keep going. <laughs> but it's 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 the whole it's a whole. We don't have Spider Man, so and what are we gonna do for villain? Oh, let's do someone with the same powers, and they copied in Venom One, Venom Two, and Morbius. Um, you know, Madam Web. <laughs> you know, they're just gonna keep doing it. You know, Kareem the Hunter. Oh, I'm 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 a I'm a lion. Oh, I'm a rhino. <laughs> you know, um, it's it's just, I mean, Venom one is probably, well, Venom one. No, Venom two because there's a little bit more kind of comedy. Uh, Venom two is more fun. Yeah, it's a little bit like funner. even if it's not a great, yeah. even as a, you want to say it's not a, because uh, you've already got past the origin of Venom. Yeah. You have carnage and it's just more fun in this. What you want to see of two dudes in symbiotes fighting and except the DT better. That's freaking ridiculous, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I like that. Uh, I, I don't know if there's any hope for these, the Sony verse. Um, I, I, you know, Venom three, we don't even have a villain yet. It's probably going to be another symbiote because that's all they can do. Um, it's toxic. And they're not, like I, I said, they're not even tied together. together. Right. There's no character that's linking these characters together. I thought it's toxic for Venom 3. I thought they announced that already. Is it? Maybe. I think they, I feel like they did. I think it's, but, it is but my thing is, it's the Sony verse, but there's nothing connecting these films together. Nothing. Like you don't hear Eddie Brock get mentioned. Like there's no names. Like there's no carryover from film to film to film. Wasn't there a carryover in Morbius though? Didn't he say I'm Venom? Or we are Venom or something? Yeah, like that? there was like this little. Okay, um, you're right. He did. Say, I can't remember if that got cut or not, but no, it wasn't the movie. Yeah, because he, he says we're Venom. Then he goes, "No, it's Michael Morbius." <laughs> yeah, like, but even then, we haven't seen the actors interact. So. And what about like Vulture and stuff like that? Like that doesn't make sense. I don't. I, I can't even wrap sense. my head around what the hell that scene was. Yeah. Okay, like, I think I think we've talked this to death, fellas. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I. So what can save Sony? Spider Man. Yeah, to actually do a real <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why they just didn't bring Garfield back, and then just start their own Spider Verse with Garfield and these other characters. Bring do another Sinister Six movie, or like they were trying to do, or whatever. Make Garfield fight Venom, um, and then have Tom Holland as your MCU Spider Man that they're still making money off of. So speaking of MCU, on. On the cast list of Venom 3 is Tom Hardy, Juno Temple from Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso. And uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Chiwetel? Chitwell Ajiafor. Yeah, that guy. Who is Baron Mordo. Yeah. So is he going to be Baron Mordo in this movie? And then bring Venom into... The MCU because we already had these little teases of Venom and MCU dropping off the symbiote. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's my thing is, I feel like I feel like you're you've had two big hits with your Venom films, and you're doing the third one, and yet you haven't even done anything to start promoting it or even let people know it's going down. Like it comes out later this year. And we have. Do we think it's going to get pushed? No, I think they'll they'll try to get it out this year just because they have a better chance because there's no DC or big MCU after Deadpool. That this is Sony's year to really like anyone interested in uh, comic book films. You know, this is their year. I mean, the director. This is her first direction, so. She's been the writer. Um, so I mean it could be she could come out really good, it could come out rough. Um one little thing I just wanted to say was so you took kind of touch on something Tyler said was like about bringing Garfield into it, right? I think Sony should have capitalized on the Garfield love and respect that he started getting like everybody hated. It. I am somebody who, and this is from from day one of Amazing Spider-Man, I thought he was the best Spider-Man we had because of the jokes. The like, I thought. He, I mean, I love Tobey Maguire, but I've I've loved Andrew Garfield, and I've said that even when Tom Holland was cast, I was like, I like his Spider-Man, but Andrew Garfield is is the Spider-Man I like the most. And then they brought him into Far From or No Way Home, and I'm like, why not capitalize on? Because everybody, once uh, No Way Home ended, the love for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man like skyrocketed. And everyone's exactly. like, oh, we want Andrew Garfield back. We want Andrew Garfield back. So why, Sony, are you not listening to the fans and giving us Andrew Garfield? And you could have done that. And You, you could have brought him back even for one film. And then you could have backdoored a live-action Miles Morales and had a live-action Miles Morales and an animated Miles going for Sony. You know, like you could have done, you could have done something to where you could have done one more amazing Spider-Man film, and that's where it could have helped launch some of these characters, or had teased a Sinister Six film and then done your individual Craven film to te- to go into your Sinister Six or something like with with you know giving, um, or <laughs> you bring in um, 
<laughs> you 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 want to play with the multiverse? Great. When Andrew Garfield went back to his Earth, they had screwed something up and it pulled Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen, from another Earth to his. So there you have Emma Stone as live action Spider Gwen with Andrew for a film. Mm-hmm. Now I've seen a I've seen a little rumor thing on on I think Facebook or whatever where they're saying they've already they've already greenlit but i don't know if this was true maybe it was in the group chat where i think they said amy pascal already confirms uh live action miles morales coming have you guys seen that i mean if so awesome i just feel like you need a spider-man of some sort to 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 bring in all these random weird you know films that you have going on that don't connect because that's that's if you did a Spider-Man universe, at least you're making it connect and work some way. Great. But none of these movies work. They don't connect. I mean, Venom kind of gets a weird pass, but they still like, it's still weird because Venom's so much based on Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. But I, I believe, uh, I think a Miles Morales live action Spider-Man can work because of, oh yeah, you know, I've, I've been playing the Miles Morales game on PS5 that there's a story there we've got the animated stuff a lot of people enjoy the Miles Morales character um I can definitely see him working if so when Brian Mint asks what can be done to save uh you know I know I said Spider-Man in general we like the idea of Andrew Garfield but you know Miles Morales could be the answer too so I think I think I think the answer, plain and simple, is you need you need a Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> you, you know whether it's Peter Miles or Spider Woman, you need you need or a Spider. You need you you need a protagonist. I glad you said that. I would really like Ben Riley to kind of take over this universe. Andrew Garfield is my first choice. Then. Uh, I really like Miles kind of staying with animation right now. I would mm. I would like a live action Miles to be in Tentacle Wars. That's that's yeah. what I would like. Um, because he's already been teased. We know we know he exists. Um, but his uncle, right? Yeah, yeah, he was teased. Yeah, and he was teased in across you know across the Spider Verse when we saw uh, Daniel um, Glover and uh, Donnie. Donald Glover, you know, in the Prowler uh, suit. I was the only one cheering at that scene. (laughs) Not in my theater. Everybody was like, ooh, ooh. That uh, that, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme. You know, that's that's what we need. We need to save the Sunny Earth. We need need a Spider-Man. And it's it's plain and simple. And Madam Web blew it. Like, like you didn't give us a female Spider Woman. You didn't give us anything. Um, so we blew it. She so. blew her web everywhere. Mm. <laughs> right. So um, it's it's just yeah, they blew it. It's plain and simple. So uh, that is our review of Madam Web and what we hope the Sony verse will kind of go with. I want to thank uh, Tyler and thank Dre for joining me this evening. Thanks for having me. And uh, don't don't give up on superhero movies, kids. Don't don't give up on them. Uh, it, good good things are coming. Good things are coming. Read your comics. Read the dang comics. <laughs> that, that's what will make you happy.
If you are a fan of DC Comics, you can listen to Tyler on the Krypton Report at Krypton Report Podcasts on Instagram, uh, X, Facebook, everywhere podcasts are listened to under the Krypton Report. And if you're a fan, of course, of Brian the Guys, you can hear me on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find podcasts. And you can check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Brian the Guys. And if you're a fan of horror movies and horror history, you can also check out my other podcast coming soon on March 1st which is Gravely Amusing, my flagship podcast, my franchise, if you will, uh, where this season we'll be talking about 1950s horror movies. First season was on classic monsters. This one is following that steps and talking about the history of horror movies. And I'm adding in a little special episodes on the history of some cryptids in there this season too. Uh, it's very exciting. I'm very excited about it. So thank you so much, listener. You have a wonderful evening and catch us on the flippity flip.